now, the Riverdale Carnival presents the Archie. Archie Fuzz. Okay, everybody, here we go with our new hit record, Sugar, Sugar. us it kills for pleasure ah! he will skin the lion it hunts for sport he's killing us one at a time we're all gonna die but this time it's picked the wrong man to hunt if it bleeds we can kill it today we are joined by an amazing co-host Someone who's lending their brain for this exploration of insanity, Alex Patterson. Hello, Alex. Hey, Andrew. How's it going? Good. Jesus Christ, How is... does he want his last name on here? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Too late. I could. It's all good. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. You know, we just we just give everyone's information. I'm giving your sin number next, so don't worry, Thor. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Alex. What is your history with Archie? Uh, I I have quite the long and storied history with Archie, but, you know, it, it boils down to growing up, I'm pretty sure Archie was the only comic that ever ended up in my house. My parents weren't, weren't anti-comic, but my dad was like, you know, when I was a kid, you could get a comic for 10 cents. I'm not spending $3 a, a week so you can read about the X-Men or whatever. Um, so the only comics that would end up in the house were things my grandma got from, from garage sales, which always ended up just being Archie comics. So I, I, I grew up reading Archie. I remember the first time I ever saw Archie was the, uh, the terrible Saturday morning cartoon, like the, we're the Archies, the, or the, uh, the, the, the new Archies, sorry, the, the young one where they were in, in junior high. Oh, sort geez. of there, them trying to capture the the say by the bell market. Like, what if they were even younger? <laughs> oh gosh, this Damn. is really weird to me because um, just based on my limited experience of reading the first two issues of this, Archie is the horniest comic of all fucking time. Okay, uh, I don't know how I don't know how uh, X rated or how how much you guys get. Oh, into you can go, like this. you can go. Oh, okay, but like before porn, before I was allowed to like. <laughs> I couldn't nonchalantly <laughs> keep. Please go on. Just kidding. Go I, ahead. I couldn't nonchalantly keep, you know, a Victoria's Secret catalog or a Sears catalog or anything in my room. But I'll tell you, my parents didn't turn their heads about Archie, but I had like this line of Veronica comics with the the pinups in it, and I'm like, well, considering how slow the internet is, this'll do. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, well, so. I love it. I guess we know where you go on the Betty and Veronica train. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, uh, Funny you should use our podcast train. is off to a classy beginning. 
I mean, the, the title of the podcast is Archie Fucks. Let's be real. We're never classy to begin with. Uh, okay, Alex, Riverdale, yay or nay? Um, as far as keeping Archie comics in business, yay, considering I know that really it's, it's what they've dumped all their money into. It's, it's the brand now. As far as that, sure. As far as watching it, uh, I can't say that it's been this hard for me to watch anything since the Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. You understand the spirit of what this podcast is going to become. Like I, I, there's so many things that I like about it as far as like weird callbacks to things from comics 60 years ago or one-off characters or like little Ambrose or, or just weird stuff like that. Like I love that they're really, as much as it is silly to say Archie lore, the, the, the back history of Archie, I love that they jump into the little stuff like that. But at the same time, it being like the horniest, craziest show ever and just leaning so hard into, into just pop culture nonsense. When they did the, the one with them as, or the them playing their younger parents and they sang Dream <laughs> Warriors. I uh, that's when I knew like, oh, this show just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very much a show where you have no idea who would watch this and everyone is watching it. Like yes. it seems like a show made for nobody but watched oh, for everyone. I oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jason refuses to watch any of the show or any <laughs> like. So the whole podcast is basically us explaining the show to him and him just losing his mind. Um, <laughs> he's, he's the June Diane Raphael of this podcast. Like. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's a goddamn honor. So. Yeah, that's, that's the honor that you were bestowed with. Um, so, okay, so thank you. Thank you for uh, coming on and taking some time out to uh, to talk to us about some Archie versus the Predator. Oh, I'm so pleased. When you messaged being like, have you read this? I'm like, I have the hardcover uh, Dark Horse release that was put oh, out of, of all the comics. It's fantastic. That's amazing. This That's is from amazing. Dark Horse? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, Jason. That's like a it, real it, brand. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Uh, Archie's a real brand. Thank Great. you very much. <laughs> we, we will. Okay, so, Jason, give us a little bit of a rundown about this uh, this comic book here that we're going to be talking about. Great one down. This sure. Is- um, I've um, sorry. <laughs> breaking uh, tradition. I've actually read the first two issues of Archie vs Predator. Um, it was written by Alex DeCampi and drawn by Fernando Ruiz. Uh, it sort of, uh, you know, it tells the story of the Archie crew, um, essentially winning a trip, um, the Fire Festival. I'm assuming is where they go, and. <laughs> They are then, um, unwittingly bring back to Riverdale a predator in a, in a box who then proceeds to attack them. So I guess what? that's. Yeah. So, okay. That he gave a low ball, but we're going to get into a deep synopsis now. Well, uh, hey, there's a lot to get into. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to get into. This is, this, there's yeah. a lot to, to dig into this. Um, so. Archie versus the Predator, uh, I feel like the series is only made because they wanted to make a bunch of AVP jokes. They only made one that I saw. Like, they only <laughs> really went all in to do one AVP reference, and I think that was, like, <laughs> issue three. And, like, 
Dilton's like, wow, MVP, that's a great name. That's how Dilton's Well, that, that was, <laughs> I really have a lot to talk about this Dilton character because... Uh, Dilton is in the is in the show, Riverdale. He, um, I think he's but, dead. He might yeah, he, he's a survivalist who uh, drank the blue... Whatever their made up Kool Aid is on the show, uh, <laughs> does he attempt to fuck his telescope like he does in the first issue of Archie versus Predator? No, uh, but he does create an artificial version of Archie, an Archie bot, uh, because he wants to be the hero because he wants to get <laughs> ladies because the ladies don't love him. Issue three. <laughs> uh, so, okay, before we jump around, let's just we're just going we're going for this. Okay, so Archie and the crew. Want to do something for spring break. They don't really have any ideas. Cheryl comes along, the patron saint of this podcast, uh, but Cheryl only in the TV show. Uh, this Cheryl was just a bitch. Uh, <laughs> she, was, she was not offered any interesting things. She was just being, she was being like a richer, ruder Veronica, like a Veronica that can't interact socially with the group, which, uh, was uh but she's just bragging that they're going to go do She doesn't even know archery. Yeah, she doesn't know archery. Or archery, archery. Um, but, um, it took a long time to make that pun. That was a terrible pun, but I live by it. Uh, so yeah, so she's making fun of them. They win a, pro- a prize. Jughead wins a prize from opening a can of chips, not a can of chips, a bag of chips. The messiest bag of chips opening maybe ever seen. Cause I think he lost all of the chips except for the prize they won. But they win the prize. They go to this Caribbean island. Cheryl's also there. She's got her yacht. She only comes to the island to make fun of them. She's like, oh, you guys are dumb. Uh, but they go to this Wait, island. Are you just, you're describing the plot of, I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> it's kind of, there's no dreads, but it gets weird. Uh, oh, wait, there are dreads. It's got the dreads. Oh, it is. It's this. Every podcast I do eventually starts talking about I still know what you did last summer. Um, that's just what happens. Um, yeah, so they're on the island, and uh, Dilton is sad because he can't really enjoy the vacation. Uh, so how, they, how they're going to fill some time in this issue. These are very plot-dense issues, surprisingly, but they're going to do all of the yearbook uh, rallies and voting to figure out who's going to be all of the yearbook winners. They're going to do that on the island so that they can get it over with, have fun, and then Dilton can enjoy his vacation and make sexual innuendos about his telescope that he really wants to look at. Can I read from the comic the actual lines uh, Dilton says to his telescope? Please. (laughs) Please. First of all, um, they say um, goodnight specs to Dilton. Um, and he ta- he runs back with his suitcase to his little uh, hut, and he says, "Finally, beautiful, we can be dot 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 alone." And oh then he God. opens it, and it has a kachak noise. And he says, "Oh, gorgeous! I can't wait to press myself against your big aperture." Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> that's that's what happens. Yeah, he's not lying either. That is that is a word for word what happens. Uh and That's then uh, thankfully um the predator ship arrives and uh <laughs> it starts to uh kill people. Uh but it, so it shows up. It falls in love with Betty and Veronica because that's the first people it sees. It sees Betty and Veronica fighting because there's some clothes things. 
There's a lot of excuses oh. in this comic to put less clothes on Betty and Veronica. Oh, my God. Oh, the that's the what... amount of drawings that Fernando does of just behind the girls, like, showing their ass or showing their shoulders, like... Yeah. Archie always did really horny panels like that where they'd stick, they'd stick like a random person down in the corner who'd distract you, but it would be like Betty bent over with her ass in the air. You'd be like, oh, like, that's why Alex hid these under the mattress. As, but, as, <laughs> that's like, comic would have made it to the mattress. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So it's, it's not shocking to see how horny, uh, some of these drawings are. Um, and then I was going to just mention that I don't know if it's a deep, deep showgirls reference, but when uh, Betty's wearing the one outfit and Veronica says something about it being Versace, they spell, mm. instead of being Versace, they spell it out with yeah. the Y in it to be Versace. And that's how uh, Elizabeth Berkeley's character mistakenly pronounces Versace in showgirls. Yes. So I, mean, I don't know Christ. if that's a really deep showgirls reference or just the you know the Archie off brand version of Versace, but I like to think it's showgirls. I uh, I really wish that the predator at one point would be like, I got towels. <laughs> I got towels. It's so like you're totally right. It's so bizarre, like how um because I've read comics growing up, but like Archie, it just wasn't my thing. I've never read an Archie comic before um this evening when I read the first two issues of Archie vs. Predator. And to me, I always thought it was like the innocent, uh cheesy comic that was just about like you know uh high school kids. But they, this is a borderline por- like softcore porn, like. There are, um, honestly, you're not wrong. There are definitely sequences where it gets, like, very uncomfortable to read. Cause, like, yeah. they canonically are 17. They mention that in the, in the story, right? Um, oh, no. And, uh, yeah, they, they mention it and they want you to know that they are 17 and this is creepy as fuck. Um, I was reading this in public and I was embarrassed. I was afraid someone was looking <laughs> over my shoulder and going to call the police. Like, <laughs> that entire sequence. There's an entire sequence in the second issue where, like, um, I guess we'll get into this, but there, you know, some, some, some murder happens and, uh, Veronica gets blood on her clothes and she just starts stripping. She just starts taking her clothes off, bending over. Yeah. Um, like, oh, Mr. Predator, look at my anus. Like, that's like what's going on. Oh no! That is not dialogue in the start. Anyway, (laughs) that's direct. The Predator shows up. Archie and Veronica, uh, not Archie, Betty and Veronica are fighting. Um, we then find out that on top of having thermal, thermal vision, the way that the emotions of the predator are, are construed to the audience are all through emoticons. Uh, so we're looking what? through, oh yes, the predator contacts people through emoticons. I mean, no one else can see it, but when you, the character, are in the perspective of the predator, you only understand his emotions through the emoticons. Uh, so there's a point where he's watching the two fight, and there is heart eyes, check mark, check mark, oh good, is all good symbol, a hundred, underline, underline, and then bullseye, bullseye, rocket ship. Uh, <laughs> they, so, they restrain themselves by not including an eggplant emoji in there. Not surprised, but I don't know what the predator's stuff looks like, so we can't really make any. <laughs> <laughs> it may look like hundred percent symbol. I don't know. Um, I but yeah, so they are fighting. 
Betty gets punched in the face by Veronica when Archie uh-huh. trips into Veronica. So oh my. what happens then, Archie trips into Veronica, they start making out while Betty is bleeding, and then Betty's like, runs into the forest, because she's like, fuck this shit, I'm bleeding, this is awful. And she ends up finding a temple where she finds uh, a MacGuffin dagger. Uh, it's this magical dagger, which is supposed to I don't know, give somebody the curse of the jaguar. It clearly, like, they don't, like, it has some weird powers in this series, but it doesn't really seem to do anything. Um, the temple starts crumbling. What they the eventually... fuck is with the predators always ending up at fucking Aztec temples? Yeah, not for long. He goes to Riverdale. It's basically the rest of the story is them being like, man, this is lame. Let's get the hell out of here. Betty, we found Betty. Let's get Already out of here. Already making it a better movie than Alien vs. Predator, where they should have seen that temple and been like, this is lame. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, you know, have gone to Riverdale in Alien vs. Predator. Cheryl and yes. Jason have gone missing because <laughs> they did. We see the Predator, like, using their skull and their... Oh, wait, you know, wait, 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 can, can I ask Alex a question? Oh, um, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Um, is Archie like this much of a douchebag throughout the entire series where he's just like, oh, you got your nose broken. Let me just go make out with Veronica. And and I get like it's a love triangle type of thing. That's kind of the whole centerpiece of the story. But it's like on a dime, like he's it's making not... out with Betty and then she gets her nose, she gets her ass beat. And then he's like, oh, on to Veronica. It's not usually like that out weird. blatant or immediate. It's yeah. usually like he... He's almost, he almost gets tricked into it sometimes. Like, Veronica will fool him, and then Betty might get, like, locked in a closet, and then they'll go off to a concert, and then they might make out at the concert. But it's usually, like, if we're looking at a six-page comic, the deception happens maybe page two. Archie starts making out maybe a page or two later, and then Betty or Veronica gets their revenge on the last page by, you know, dumping a milkshake on his, on his head. It doesn't usually, Turn on this gotcha. much of a dime. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so they, uh, the predator sneaks back to Riverdale in one of Veronica's trunks and, you know, they, the first issue ends, they're all hanging out at Pops. I love the uh, idea that the predator who can fucking turn invisible decides to hide in a trunk for man, no good he's, reason. He's gotta get, he's gotta get places, you know. Uh, what's kind of fun is that, uh, before we go too far into the next issue, uh, every issue ends with another weird, uh, crossover, uh, between, like, Dark Horse characters. Uh, so issue one, there's a short little, uh, tale about Sabrina meeting Hellboy. Uh, so Hellboy just kind of, like, shows up in a room. They have, like, a little discussion, and then they kind of become friends and just kind of hang out. It's kind of cute. Just a cute little story, but it's just, like, little backup stories. Um, and then when we get into issue two, this is when the blood starts happening. Can I just interject one thing we oh, missed yes. in, in issue one? The sexual Tyrannosaurus joke? Uh, no, when they <laughs> get to the island. <laughs> and they mention that it's like Los Perdidos Island, which I guess means like the lost island. And I'm like, oh, is that like a dig at lost? But the other thing was the bar on, on the beach is Dutch's beach bar and oh. Dutch is Schwarzenegger's character from Predator. Wait, I did not notice that. That's oh, funny. There, there are a few other little Predator not like Predator and Predator sequel nods that we'll get into. Uh, but I missed that one. I wasn't joking, by the way, about the sexual Tyrannosaurus line. Um, Moose actually says that 
to Dilton, but he says, I'm a gosh darn sexual tyrannosaurus. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's I'm adorable. Assuming, and I'm assuming this island is like outside of the United States, which means they had to pass that fucking predator through customs. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Back to Riverdale. Look, he's invisible Just, to customs. That's why you always <laughs> give the predator you need. He can smuggle anything for you. He's great. In the comics, Dilton is quite the inventor. So if Dilton had invented, because that's the case for Dilton's telescope, or no, it was Veronica's case, I wouldn't be surprised if Dilton had some invention that could have been used to fool security. Like, Dilton could be a terrorist if he wanted to, but he's chaotic. That Dylan intentionally smuggled this predator back. <laughs> no, he he was trying to hide his sex telescope, and that's how he that the predator used the that type of camouflage to help him with his normal camouflage get back to Riverdale. Anyways, you're thinking about the wrong things. They're back at pops. They're having a great time. His <laughs> sex telescope. It is a sex telescope. Is what it is. It is Listen, what it is. I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying that's a dildo telescope. That's all. Yeah. So anyways, they find out that Cheryl and Jason are dead, and they're just like, "Oh no, we don't really care that much." But you know, it's kind of sad. And then uh, you know, Pops comes over because it's Pops, and he's like, "Oh guys, I brought you like this cake to make you feel better about your friends." No, sorry, about you getting home. But I guess it's kind of awkward now because your friends are dead. And then you get Jughead who's like, I don't give a fuck about nobody being dead. Give me all that ass food. Like, give it to me. I eat it all. Uh, and then, you know, Pop like is like, when, you know. When you say ass food, it makes it sound like it's an erotic cake. I, <laughs> I know. I As soon as I said that, I was like, my words are bad today. That was dumb. Bad. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in Jughead's the only, it feels like Jughead's the only, like, innocent character in this entire thing. Where he's just like, I just want to eat. Yeah, well, it's, uh, his meal is spoiled because as Pop goes to cut the cake, his head explodes. The predator shoots his head. Oh, uh, awesome. Full on, see, like you see Pop Tate's head just go kablammo. <laughs> it's, uh, Splut. It's what? It is a splut, splut, splut. And then everyone is like, call the cops, we gotta get out of here. And they're like trying to all hide. And then Betty and Veronica just leave. And Betty is like, they run away on their own. And Betty's like, look, we have to go talk to Sabrina. I think I accidentally put a curse on you. That's what happened. It's definitely not a predator, an alien species with like a shoulder mountain cannon that'll blow people's head off. It's this jaguar curse. It's a MacGuffin. Let's go see Sabrina. So, until uh, uh, Bob's head blew up, like I was starting to kind of get bored with this. Like it was just like, too catty and like too high school for me and then bob's head fucking blew off blew up and i was totally in for the ride yeah <laughs> like i'm reading the rest of this series so they, they have to just gets better from here they have to go see sabrina and then there's this brief interlude where veronica is like betty why do you know like voodoo and all this magic stuff like what's the deal with this and there's this scene of betty stabbing a Veronica voodoo doll multiple times and she's just saying, kiss him behind the football shed, will you? Ask my Archie to the winter formal, will you? And then she just plays it off like, oh, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I, how, how does anyone know about voodoo, you know? <laughs> Honestly, that's when, um, that's the joke that worked best for me in, this in the first two um, 
verse two. Like I thought that was pretty fucking funny, actually. I I related to Betty in that moment, is what I'm saying. It's pretty great. Uh, so while they go off to do that, uh, the cops show up and help the kids out. Uh, this is when we see uh, Harrigan from uh, Predator Two. He is clearly one of the cops that are like talking and uh, dealing with this predator situation. So I kind of thought that was that uh, was a cool little nod. Uh, we also see Jughead. He's just eating the cake. He is not concerned with the head explode. <laughs> he is still eating the cake. And if, you, and if you actually zoom in on the cake, uh, yeah, you, I'm pretty sure you can see parts of Pop's brain. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a part of Pop's <laughs> Jughead, cake that Jughead just cannibalized. Yeah. So, oh God. They, they show up at Sabrina's house and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Sabrina's gonna be doing some magicy magicy shit. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. She takes the knife and she's like, all right, I'll do some magic shit for you and help you out with all these issues. Uh, she puts on this amazing, like, ram's head. No, sorry, not a ram. I can, no, it's a steer. It's like a steer skull. She puts it on and starts, like, chanting with the dagger. And you're like, okay, I guess maybe some magic stuff is going to come into here and things are going to be dope. Uh, wait, wait no. do you think that's where they got the idea for all the damn steer skulls in season three of Riverdale? You know, maybe, uh, um, Alex, are steer skulls a thing in a bunch of Sabrina comics, or is this just, like, random? This is seemingly random. They had already launched the the Sabrina Chilling Adventures comic at this time, and there is weird occulty stuff, but I wouldn't say skulls play too prominently into that either. It's, I mean, you know, you got the, the devil's supposed to be sort of uh, goat-like usually or something, so I would have expected, yeah, like a ram or a steer or something, but it is, it 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 was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. And it's unexpected, and you think that it's gonna go somewhere, but as soon as she starts reading the incantations, the predator breaks through the window, stabs her through the chest. Now Sabrina is dead as dead, and you're like, oh god! And then he like rips Sabrina's skull off her head with like she he like full on. Sub Zero? It's Sub Zero in the first Mortal Kombat that does the head rip. I, I think he does the spine so. removal. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he yeah. does a full. Yeah. Spine does... removal. Yep. And then there's another joke where uh, we see the blood from that goes onto Veronica because the artist really likes to draw blood dance ladies. Oh my. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so they're pleading for their life. They don't want to die from the Predator. Wait, wait, and then so does Sal the talking cat not show up? Oh, yeah. Oh, he gets shredded. <laughs> yeah, he shows up. He jumps at the Predator. The Predator <laughs> annihilates his ass. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going on? The Predator just leaves, them, leaves all the ladies alone. They change their outfits so they can be in better outfits. Uh, <laughs> Benny has taken a picture of the Predator. Uh, so they have like ammunition. There's a lot of creepy shots of them undressing and changing. Uh, we're on, definitely on watch lists for buying this one. Yeah, that's what I was, uh, that's what I was referencing earlier, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so then they all get together at the gym, the school, Riverdale High School gymnasium, because, uh, and they all Betty just work out in their underwear for the next three issues. <laughs> no, no, it's This my- isn't Nightmare on Elm Street 2. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone dies too much to really get into the weird creepiness of the situation. Uh, but so they all end up at the gymnasium because Betty and Veronica have called them there to kind of give them the lowdown on the predator and ask them some questions. They want everyone to bring the weapons so they can fight the predator. 
Uh, so Kevin Keller's uh, dad shows up, who is a general. Uh, I'm mostly used to him in the show being like a sheriff. Is oh, he... in the in the comics, full continuity, he is a four-star general in the army. Okay. And uh, there's a really sort of like, I don't want to say tone deaf, but I don't know how else to describe it. You guys may have seen it circling on 9-11, where they did like a, a 9-11 uh, one-page with Kevin Keller, where he gets voted as a uh, school president. And everyone keeps saying, like, oh, we need to do this important thing. It's the first day. He's like, I have something else. And they're like, oh, you need to figure out the budget. He's like, I need to figure out something else. And then the whole comic is him dodging all his his jobs. And people are like, oh, what is he doing? And then it's revealed that uh, he was spending all day making, like, a 9-11 memorial at the front of Riverdale High. <laughs> oh, my. And it's like, it's really... It's really bizarre, and uh, Kevin is seemingly there, like, he's there, when he was introduced in the comic, it was to be, like, the the gay character, they introduced him, and Veronica instantly was like, oh, a hot new guy, I want to be with him, and she courts him for two issues, until he sort of has to blatantly be like, Veronica, I like boys. Wow. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was rather bold. For, for Archie, a very, you know, uh, slow to progress comic in a lot of ways. But, hey, uh, yeah. You know, and I, progress I say, is progress, I guess. I say, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I say, man, that was 2010, but that was nine years ago. So that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it's, it's strange. But yeah, so, he's, he yeah. is a, he is a full general in the comics. Okay, and Kevin is in this ish series, right? Like, cause he's the blonde that's like yes. hanging out beside, behind his dad. Okay. Yeah, so the reason why I didn't really go into a lot of detail for the rest of the cast, uh, is cause they don't really last much longer after oh, this. Oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, because you're like, okay, they're all gonna go out and they're all gonna like fight the predator. They all have these like amazing like outfits on. Uh. Because well, they but, find out it's a predator because the whole time up until Sabrina's place, the Predator has been in camouflage mode. So right. Betty originally does think that it is the Panther God or whatever, uh, trying, or Jaguar or whatever, trying to, uh, kill people because she, she en- enacted this curse. It isn't until the, the Predator bursts through and destroys Sabrina and Salem that Betty realizes it and takes that photo. When she shows the photo to General Keller, he's like, oh, it's a Predator. Kids, the army's been keeping some secrets from you. Let me explain what predators are. Look at the amount of text that is used to it explain. The biggest info dump in the comics. It's ridiculous. For, uh, it was... for, the, for those of you listening, uh, by a, uh, in the, you know, at the, listening to the podcast, you can't see the text that Andrew just showed up. So picture, uh, what's it called? A chick track <laughs> comic where it's just like a guy's face and then a fucking wall of text. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely the uh, definition of too long. Didn't read. Um, but I did read it because I have a devotion to the podcast, but anyway, so they're going to fight and they're going to try and stop the predator and you know, things are going to get real, right? They only thing they need, is a distraction, is for somebody to bring, sorry, bait. They need bait. They need someone to lure in the predator. And, uh, what does a predator seem to like? Seems to like Betty and Veronica. Who could fit in Veronica's outfit? Yeah, who Any could guess? wear a size six? 
Any guesses? Well, we could dress Ska- Shaggy and Scooby like them. Okay, Shaggy and Scooby. You, you, you pretty much entirely guessed it, but <laughs> yeah. who, is, who is the Shaggy of Archie Comics? Oh, Jughead. Yeah, yes. Jughead. So Jughead is now wearing Veronica's clothes, going down the street, and trying to kind of, like, distract them, including, like, the blood-stained clothes, right? Like, these are, like, for real, he is going full-on what she was last wearing. Uh, and like, Shaggy, I'm pretty sure Veronica does bribe him. With the promise of snacks. <laughs> yeah, she 100% says. She's saying, I'm talking all-you-can-eat buffets, Juggy. Like, that's all she needs to do to get him to put his life in danger. And, like, for Jughead's, like, for the record, Jughead does not give a fuck. Like, Jughead is so nonplussed about this entire situation. You have, like, Jughead giving this real sassy look, and he's just, like, sitting there in the middle of the street going, What are you waiting for? Kill me. And he's like, Jughead, what are you doing? Like, you should be more concerned. And then, like, what happens? The Predator starts blowing stuff up. First thing the Predator does, kill Midge. Yes. kills Midge. What is this, Riverdale the television show? (laughs) Killing long-running characters that are more interesting than uh, when they're alive? But, yeah, they're dead. Um, And then uh, you think maybe, oh, you're like, okay, maybe Moose is going to, like, get his revenge, right? Like, maybe this is going to be, like, uh, Moose is going to be like, for Midge, and, like, have a big thing. No, a car just falls and kills him and Kevin Keller's dad. Uh, (laughs) uh, Eddie, Kevin, and who is the third character there? Uh, Chuck. Chuck Clayton. Chuck Clayton. Okay. In Riverdale, Chuck is weird, rapey, bad dude. Uh, In the comics... Chuck Isn't is... Isn't that everyone in Riverdale? Well, <laughs> yeah, sorry. The African-American weird rapey dude. Oh! <laughs> um, gotcha. in, in the comics, Chuck is actually an interesting character because he is, a lot of times, I think, the way the writers either saw themselves or wanted to see themselves. Chuck plays football with the guys, but his main interest is drawing comic books and becoming an illustrator. Oh, so he actually sounds like... See, like, why why, do, why has Riverdale done nothing with him in the show? Like, Riverdale, the show, has only made him bad, right? Like, they've only made him, like, really, really bad, used him for, like, re- like a really poor, uh, like, uh, like trying to talk about, like, women's issues, but, like, not really, like, thinking about it or, like, trying to put any real effort into it. And just, like, it screamed of, like, male writers trying to write women's issues, and they have him at the front. It's it's weird because he's in at least he's in the show because when they did the the new Archies the cartoon I mentioned earlier uh, rather than have Chuck and Nancy when they were younger they invented new characters the boy I think his name was like IQ and he was supposed to be like the you know like he was a, he was Urkel he was essentially Urkel and uh, uh, the instead of having Nancy they invented a girl whose name was. African sounding, which I I, I I honestly I can't remember her name because it's 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 such a, a a small note in Archie history, but yeah. it was uh it was really bad that they just couldn't include Chuck and Nancy like the two <laughs> they're basically the whitest black characters around like they don't really there's only one or two issues I can think of where they sort of even address race uh, and it's not like in a real serious way it's like who boy like. Everyone thought I'd just be good at sports. Why is everyone just stereotyping? Blah blah. Like the the most Saved by the Bell version of racism you can get. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad we got a long history of this character because uh, 
he gets his leg cut off and uh, blows up a grenade in the Predator's face because he did. Yeah, he, did. He, he goes full on, tries to uh, murder-suicide the Predator, pulling the pin and showing the Predator the pin a la uh, Jean Reno in uh, The Professional. <laughs> uh, the Predator then screams, Everyone! After shooting, after shooting everybody. Uh, but, okay, but listen to the dialogue they give Clayton to do his like big final speech. Yo, mama said it was your birthday, so I got you a present. And then it shows him with the, like... Uh, like with the pin, because he pulled the pin and blows up in the predator's face, um, which leads the predator. Yeah, it's it's great writing. Is that uh, is that what Danny Glover says at the end of Predator Two when he activates the self destruct on the predator's arm? Because it's been many a year since I've seen that, but that does sound like a Danny Glover line. That might be a gr- okay. Maybe that may. I feel like I remember that. I watched Predator Two too many times when I was younger. But I know he definitely probably called him, like, hey, ugly and stuff. So maybe you're right. <laughs> this leads to uh, more emojis by the Predator, by the way. Uh, the Predator is running away from the situation, and it shows so- shock-faced, sad-faced, sad-face, an emoji that doesn't exist, but it looks like the Predator running. And it's, like, <laughs> I, it's literally the Predator running emoji, which, like, I would love to just have that as a dumb reference to this book. Like, if I could just use that all the time. Um, but Jughead was fine. Jughead got the knife, got the weird knife, but it looks like the, the predator is like eyeing him. So, hey, everything's good. Backup issue, uh, the crossover this time. Archie finds the mask from the mask. And he, uh, briefly does some silly things. And oh, that's Lil Sabrina Archie, stuff. right? Yeah, Lil, sorry, Lil Archie finds the mask. Wait, wait, uh, wait, who's Little Archie? It's oh, just, okay. So, it, in the comics, in the 50s, because uh, Archie was launched in the, the early 40s, they wanted to have a comic that appealed to younger kids, a la like the uh, the Little Lulu and, and those sort of the Harvey comics, essentially, the Richie Rich style. So they had a, a artist and a writer whose sole job was to write these Lil Archie. And it was basically Archie and the gang when they were younger. And... The designs of the, like, 50s-style Lil Archie is so weird. They've all got buck teeth, which makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> but, like, the rounded, you know, like, uh, angry beavers, like, weird rounded buck teeth. Like, it's very strange. Um, and and because they can't have, like, love plots, it was essentially sort of where they would do weird, zany things. Like, oh, like, Lil Archie was down at the fishing hole, and his friends went home early, and then he met an alien. Or... <laughs> <laughs> and and very like, like little rascals. So yeah. he met the predator before. Like so, did Archie, little Archie, meet the predator as a child? And this is what started all this. No, he <laughs> I... met a lot of. Um, well, in the eighties, he he met a couple ET knockoffs. Yeah. In the in the the fifties and sixties, it was usually sort of just like a kids' adventure comic. It was almost he almost had a, a Calvin and Hobbes like imagination at the beginning. Where it was all just sort of like, oh, the the thing kids would do if they were left alone outside, and back when kids were allowed to run around alone outside. When oh, was. okay. So, so this seems like a pretty good matchup then, like to just like give him like the the masks mask. Like it seems yeah. like a good like if it's a zany <laughs> comic, the mask is a zany character from 
the yeah. movies, not from the comics. In the comics, he does a lot of fucked up shit and murders <laughs> a lot of people. But yeah. in, <laughs> so now um, we're on oh, to so, an update so on true or I false? Can... Um, true or false? Uh, little Archie is Archie's uh, illegitimate incest child. <laughs> no, no, there's no incest babies in normal Archie. Incest uh, babies are a Riverdale invention, at least I think so. Um, <laughs> there, there is incest <laughs> in the comics, but. It, Wait, it, really? uh, it's in the afterlife with Archie series. Oh. It is not in the the Archie main. Um, so is it zombie? Oh, oh, he's is a zombie. We'll talk about that later. But I'm curious: is it zombie incest? No, it's 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 sort of Walking Dead style, where it's like, oh, the real monsters are the human beings, because you realize that like, um. There was this famous book back in the day. I think it's called Flowers in the Attic about sort of like oh, yeah. this yes. family. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically Cheryl and Jason Blossom, but flowers in the attic. And it's implied that Jason <laughs> forced, forced himself on Cheryl multiple times. Oh, God. And uh, minor spoiler for the comics, uh, Jason doesn't make it. <laughs> what the fuck? That's... Oh, God. It's All right. Intense. So they, they took that one... Afterlife with Archie uh, series, let me tell you, because that sounds nuts. So they, it they is took that dark, one man. issue of Afterlife with Archie, and they were like, let's base all of Riverdale off of it. Well, that's this the thing. The like, guy it's... who wrote Afterlife and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is the head writer and showrunner of Riverdale. No. So he's the guy who has been crafting the Archie side universe, and now they they have him running the Riverdale main universe, which is why you have like weird things coming up and crossing over because he was the guy writing the dark comics. Yeah, because that's Aguirre Sacasa, right? That's who it is. Yeah, so he's that's why that's why the comics have been on hiatus since Riverdale started. Right. Yeah, especially like Chilling Adventures. Right, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has been like hasn't had a new issue in like a long time. Right. Yeah, like two and a half or three years. Yeah, jeez. Sorry, Jason, you were about to ask a question? No, this, this universe is blows my mind. Like, it's so bizarre. Well, um, like, flowers in bizarre. the attic, fucking Archie cross. I can't wait for the 120 days of Sodom crossover with fucking Archie. <laughs> like, I don't understand what is going on. Oh, God, we don't want to see a Serbian Archie film. <laughs> a Riverdale <laughs> film. Uh, anyways, okay, let's get back to the comic, which is equally oh, gonna. I have fun. a, I have an update on. I, I believe this is the 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 last line that uh, uh, Harrigan says to the predator. I believe he just says, "You're one big ugly mother," and then the predator uh, has now mm. learned to speak and says, "Motherfucker," and throws Harrigan at the end uh, of Predator. Well- it's a lot more garbled. He's like, blah, blah, fuck, God. Yeah. Uh, and oh. they actually do, not to jump ahead, but they do reference that in this comic <laughs> because they look at the Predator and say, you're one ugly melon farmer. Oh, no way. <laughs> That's okay, let's get to that. But, let's get to that. But when, so when, I was, when I was researching this to try, cause I, what, to try and make sure that I hadn't missed any, uh, when you when you guys were talking about the uh, the quote to see if that was a Harrigan reference, I did find this Harrigan quote, which I had not remembered and is the greatest thing I've ever heard, is Harrigan at one point in Predator 2 says, you're ripping my dick off and shoving it up my asshole. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. So like it's a, uh, it's a very 90s film. It's a very 90s film. Uh, Predator 2. We'll talk about it never on this show. Um, so yeah. Hey, so, Hot Take is my favorite Predator movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wouldn't really be inclined to argue with that. Okay. But anyway, so now we've got back to the series. It begins with Jughead running through the rummage and the rubble of all of his friends are dead. So he's just like, all of his friends are dead. Again, he's not really that concerned. He's just looking for Archie. He's going back into the high school. Um, and he he's accidentally like, is this high school a cheeseburger? <laughs> he accidentally uh, activates like a, a Dutch from the original Predator type trap where he almost gets hit by a big log. But in this case, it looks like a bat covered in spikes. I don't know, maybe they fought Negan and they just took Negan's bat from Walking Dead and was just like, yep, there you go, took out Glenn, maybe you can take out the Predator. Um, but yeah, so uh, they all are still at the school and uh, Jughead just talks about how everyone just died. Um, Chuck's significant other is like really sad and then who else is with her? Uh, She's got like highlights. She looks like... oh. Uh, I think that's Ginger, who is a Latina character introduced in the, uh, 2010s. Oh, well, they're both smart because they leave. They instantly yeah. leave. <laughs> you guys have with your dumb white shit and, like, good luck. Because <laughs> they know, they've seen enough horror movies. They literally say, I've seen enough horror movies to know that, like, people of color do not do well or okay. leave. Not to jump in again, but it, it's been a while since I've reread the Afterlife with Archie comics. But I'm pretty sure in Afterlife with Archie, uh, Ginger and Nancy are having a secret lesbian relationship behind uh, Chuck and whoever's back. Uh, it's very strange. It might be, I, I, I might be mistaken. It might be Midge and Nancy, but I do remember that there is weird uh, secret lesbian subplots in Afterlife with Archie that you guys can look forward to when uh, we talk about that. But I'm already looking forward to them. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah. uh, so now they're, like, they're all kind of giving up, and they're all kind of losing hope, but then Dilton has a plan. Does it involve fucking his telescope? No. Um, <laughs> Stranger. Uh, but first we find out that they're completely isolated because the police showed up to Sabrina's house and all turned into goats. Which, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That's what happens. They all show up. The house disappears and they all turn into goats. Is that a Sabrina reference to something specific, Alex? Or is that just like weird Sabrina shit happening? Uh, as far as I know, it's a weird, just, it's a weird out of nowhere thing. There are some dark things in the Sabrina comic and even the afterlife with Archie Sabrina part of it that involves like Cthulhu and the great ones and like some dark stuff. Uh, I don't remember the house ever going full poltergeist and just disappearing, but if Sabrina had been murdered, it wouldn't surprise me if her aunts were just sort of like, well, you know what? Let's get the fuck out of here. We're zapping the house to the nether realm. And uh, anybody around here is just going to be, you know, goaded. <laughs> that makes sense, you know. They goaded everyone. So they're going through the hallways. They're going to this place where Dilton is going to take them to the AV room, uh, which they have some very bad AVP jokes. Like, 
It's audiovisual Dilton, not audiovisual power. Although AVP is a pretty cool acronym. Fuck you. The whole Dilton. power thing. I'm like, where did power come from? They're not talking about power at all. Yeah, I mean, you could have come up with any other P word that would have been. Also, well, there's also I reread it. Valuable player. That's, yeah, that's something. Not. Like, you could have come up with anything. Oh, also, in the background of all these scenes, you can see the Predator is in the air vents, uh, very loudly creaking. <laughs> like, he's very loudly sneaking, and the air vents are leaking Predator blood, and they're just not no <laughs> on their way to the AV room, because uh, Dilton's got a plan. On the way to the AV room, Jughead gets distracted by a vending machine, uses the special knife to get a chocolate bar. He's like, thank fucking Christ. I've got a chocolate bar. Everything is good. The Predator shows up and murders him. Um, so then we uh, get go cut back to the Dilton. and everyone's like, hey, what happened to Jughead? So they go to check. Uh, looks like Jughead's head is left in a vending machine. He got murdered. Uh, Can I ask him... Actually care, right? Because like normally in this series so far, when people died, nobody has cared. But now people are caring. They're like, "Oh no, you cool duckhead!" Even Veronica is like, "Oh, we said food is gonna kill you, but Jughead is the heart, and he is one of the the you know the original four. If we're getting down to it, so he is the first of the the original four to die, and he usually is the heart of most stories." He he usually is the one trying to be good, or or actually being good and and being the good friend or or helping the resolutions happen. Without Jughead, there aren't usually a, a satisfactory resolution to stories. It's usually like it's all a big misunderstanding, and Archie got dumped on. <laughs> but it, it is the weird thing where the characters acknowledge which characters the audience cares about more. Yes. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and also, like, I think Jughead dying here is the only way Dilton becoming a major fuckboy makes any sense because he starts talking about, like, date, like, oh, it's all about dating. Everyone's always dating. I'm never dating. What was he, he even that? says everything's Archie, which yeah. is a reference to the name of the old Archie cartoon, which it's, or like the Archie music, like the old Archie band, like, they they throw in weird little jokes like that. I'm like, oh, everything's Archie. Like, what a weird reference to throw in. But yeah, sorry, Dilton <laughs> does go full on fuckboy. Yeah, and he's like, he's like talking about like nobody wants to date him. He's all sad because he's reading like sci-fi books, and it's like it's not because you know, you're reading sci-fi. It's because you're fucking your telescope. <laughs> well, look, yeah. it's probably because he's like not like he's like, oh, I'm playing chess, and instead of going to dances and movies, you can still go to dances and movies, Dilton. <laughs> You choose not to. You choose not to. Anyways. He's uh, an incel. He's decided to solve <laughs> Oh, there's some weird, speaking of incels, there's some weird, uh, like, beta, and I hate to say the word, but cuck stuff coming up mm-hmm. with, the, oh, with the Archie robot. It is the weirdest. <laughs> like, wait, it, it, he, could, he could make a robot that looks like anybody, but he decides to make a battlesuit <laughs> mech armor that looks like Archie, <laughs> wearing Archie's ro- original R Riverdale sweater from the comics, the black sweater from the comics, like this weird throwback that like Dilton just wants to be Archie. And I, I think it's fun that they have the original like sweater on there because he's like he wants to be like OG original Archie, right? Like yes. he. 
he is like living this idealized world and he wants to become Archie. Um, and he's like, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to get in this badass thing. Well, that's and, what like, incels live in. Yes. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I just said yes to that way too quickly. <laughs> incels just exist in the Archie universe? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's like, all the Bettys and Veronicas won't date me. I'm a dick tip. Yeah. All right, uh, that's, that's exactly that's, what's that's... going on. And then they get cocked by an Archie robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, not not to track back too far, but I just looked up the the cover art for that Everything's Archie album by the Archies from 1969, and it looks like what Soviet Russia thought the idea of like cool teens dancing was. Um... <laughs> Soviet Russia, Archie is not fucking. <laughs> These are all these are all really good things for us to show people on an audio podcast. In Soviet Russia, Archie drives Dilton robot. Um, I have two um, I have two predator questions. Okay, maybe um, embarrassingly, I'm a predator nerd. Like I can tell you, the species name is Yatja. That's how big of a dork I am. I'm a Dilton for years. I don't. <laughs> I um I really don't remember. They bring up this idea like the predator only attacks you if you're like holding a weapon and threatening. And I know this probably maybe this just is something that comes in AVP or I just don't remember. But I don't recall that being the thing that the predator gives a fuck about. Like no, the predator was I always the, it being like he, he just uh, wants to hunt people because they're the most dangerous animal kind of thing. Yeah, but he was always very honor-based. Um, like, there's that scene in the original Predator where Dutch is like, you won't kill you. It's no sport in it. So, like, <laughs> there's, like, there's, uh, I can do uh, Arnold lines all day. And then it, it's even more expanded upon in Predator 2 because he literally refuses to kill one of Harrigan's, um it's squad mates because she is pregnant, right? Like, so he goes, like, he's not going to kill someone who's right, pregnant. Right, 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 right. But there's no... Someone who's unarmed. But he's hunting high school kids. He's a teenager, though. How they is spec- he on that, that period? There's none, but they specify he's a teenager, so he's like a weird dilt. He is also a fuckboy. I'm not joking. The predator in this is an incel. Dilton and the predator <laughs> are born but let's keep going. Uh, so there's this battle. They're all fighting. Dilton thinks, like, he's dope shit, and he's gonna, like, fight and win and defeat the Predator. Uh, the Predator fucks up Archie a little bit. Doesn't kill him, but kinda, like, gets him messed up. Um, the, uh, the Predator literally at one point is about to jump and, like, slay Archie, and he has more emoticons, which is, like, mmm. It's, like, that face where you're, like, that neutral face. Like, you're, like, ugh, this is, like, a terrible day. Uh, and then kill him. So Archie makes him feel annoyed. He kills that, and then there's a party because apparently he gets with the ladies. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> completely uh, destroys Dilton because Dilton is malfunctioning. His robot is malfunctioning and trying to kill everyone. So weirdly enough, the Predator kind of like saves everyone after Dilton and Br- Betty have this weird talk where Dilton chills. Um, Dilton shoots a supernet, blah, blah, blah. The Predator kills Dilton. It's kind of like this weird fight where at the at the end of this issue, the only people alive are Betty, Veronica, and Archie, who's, like, bleeding out. Uh, a weird thing about Veronica's outfit, she chose a white dress to get from Sabrina. 
We didn't really mention that, but. <laughs> oh, she looked through all of Sabrina's stuff, and it was the only dress she approved of, and it might actually be Sabrina's wedding dress from when she marries the devil. <laughs> that's about right. Like, because okay. that's a thing where when you're a witch, when you have your, your coming of age thing, or when you become a witch, you, you agree to, you know, basically marry yourself to the devil. Like the, the, the prince of darkness is your one and only true love and blah, blah. It's very weird. But that might have been the dress. That might have been like the weird little reference they were throwing that in for. That is, that is bizarre. I'm not that surprised. Okay. What's the backup issue, backup story in this one? Cause it's like, is it a reference to something? Cause it's like, some guy tricks Jughead to falling down a cliff, sees Jughead, survives, and then is like, I'm going to use you to murder people because you're immortal. What? what? But what is that a reference to? It's not – it's like – that's like a backup story. It's not part of the main Archie versus Predator. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's another Dark Horse or, or IDW uh, character, right? It's like Jughead meets the, the – uh, Meets mine. Mind MGMT. MGMT. Like right. what the yeah. hell is that? Uh, I, that I'm not too sure on. Okay, well, it's not, it's not as cool as some of the other ones, but it's just an interesting thing. Uh, and then- I can tell you, um, I have it pulled up if you want to know what Mind and GMT is. Okay, cool. I'm kidding. The story's about Maru, a true crime writer who searches for the truth behind a mysterious airline flight and discovers a secret government agency of super spies, espionage, and psychic abilities. Henry Lyme, the former top agent, has gone rogue and is working to dismantle the organization. So, hmm. that's it. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I don't know why they chose that. Maybe they ran out of properties. So, this issue opens with with us seeing, like, the one thing this comic adds to Predator lore, uh, we see a use for the mandibles. We never really see the mandibles in action in any of the stories or any of the books. In this one, we find out the mandibles are used for, like, stripping the flesh off of skulls because that's what he uses to strip the flesh off of Dilton's skull but keeps the glasses. Yes. As you do. As you do. Um, and he kind of, he's, like, not trying to kill any of them and he doesn't want to make them sad, so he kind of just leaves. He, does, he says, and then he, like, walks away. And then Veronica's like, I'm Veronica, asshole. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he gets them wrong? Well, yeah, at first. Um, then there's this great panel where they go back to Veronica's house. But before that, we get to see, uh, like, a brief panel about all these, like, little crossovers. Like, um, I get that there's, like, a picture of Veronica and the Punisher in the background, which is great. We'll talk about that one. Well, yeah. That's one. Um, but who the hell is that in front? It's like, looks like this, like, puff, like this thing with an M on it. Oh, like the a, weird little alien dude? Yeah. Okay, that was, I don't know if it was from the Little Archies, but there was series where there was, like, a recurring little alien creature, um, who I wanted to look up his name, but I couldn't be bothered to be like, Archie issue with aliens, because it would have been, like, 400 of them. Because I'd be surprised how many times Archie runs into aliens. I was hoping you were going to say it was the alien from Meatballs 4. 
<laughs> it's just that, like, I would have loved it if there was just, like, a, a xenomorph. Like, it's just, like, Betty chilling with the xenomorph. Like, I thought that would have been... <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are the other What are the other images? I'm trying to remember now. Um, There's just, like, one where it's, like, Betty and Veronica as children. So I guess that's from, like, Little Archie. Yeah. Uh, there's one where it's, like, Veronica with Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah. One with, uh, and then it's just one with, uh, Veronica, Sabrina, and, uh, Salem, uh, who all rest in peace, they dead now. Yeah. Uh, but like, that, like, I'm if she had Salem didn't get him. to talk before he died. That's, yeah, not really, he didn't say much. Um, yeah, so now they're gonna be, uh, they want revenge. They want revenge for their friends, they want revenge for the Archie. So they come up with the idea because apparently, uh, Veronica's dad has this really super, uh, like health system, like this, like it repairs your cells. It's it's, it's basically the bed from Elysium. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it basically it'll make you a better person, oh. like improve you. Uh, and of course it has dials. And of course they uh, trying to help Archie. They accidentally push the dial. Well, they they intentionally push the dial to eleven to give Archie like bring him back to life. And, uh, it's kind of hinted at, and it looks at first like Archie is gonna become like a gross, disgusting, like, beast. Like, yeah, he, gets, him, like he looks full Cronenberg for a second, like, I assumed he would become, like, Brundle Archie, like. Yeah, yes. that was big, big Archie fly, and like, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, but no, it just makes him super buff. Um, but before they get their revenge, there's of course Ooh. another scene of Betty changing. Because, uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, and now she's got on this, like, super frilly dress to fight the Predator. So, did uh, they write the script to show it on the USA Network at 11 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna lure the Predator there and they're gonna fight the Predator. Uh, you know, Veronica is, is gonna shoot the Predator with a gun. Not really doing much. Uh, you know, Betty's dress rips because of course it does because this is a pervy comic uh they start fighting uh their clothes come off even more uh and it looks like things gonna go badly for them um including their clothes uh they're not doing too well uh the predator is approaching they don't really want the predator to uh to do anything to them uh the predator takes uh betty's scrunchie and this is when the final battle begins so when the Predator takes Betty's scrunchie, does he become the primary Heather? <laughs> <laughs> but he actually uses it for his dreads, and for the rest of the comic, fights with his dreads kept back in a bright pink, bright pink scrunchie. That's amazing. Yep. Yep. I did not notice that until just now. And yeah, it's like that in the rest of the issue. That's pretty great. Uh, they do this pair, they do the shot of, you know, in the first Predator movie when, uh, Dylan and Dutch meet, and you son of a bitch, son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it parodies that with like a buff Archie arm, like meeting with the like uh Predator arm, which is funny because it's kind of symbolic of what the story is going to eventually go to. Uh, yep. because they are actually agreed on the Betty and Veronica thing. But anyways, um, so now they start fighting. And for some reason, like, I'm not that surprised Hiram Lodge has, like, weapons in his house, but, like, Hiram <laughs> Lodge has, like, 
some serious medieval weapons in his house. Like, they're bringing up maces, they've got battle axes, the predator gives more emojis, with the predator face looking angry and two knives, uh, because the predator's not fucking messing with people anymore. For some reason, uh, I guess they overpowered the uh, medical equipment, because the medical equipment is about to blow up and take the house with them, so now there's a time limit. Uh, Betty and Veronica are like, yeah, Archie, you got this! But, like, sorry, Betty's like that. Veronica's like, no, this guy's not that smart. He's gonna screw everything up. I gotta end this <laughs> fucking... Because I'm Veronica, and I'm the better one. Um, and then, uh, she's up being stabbed. Uh, Archie gets completely obliterated after... Betty loses an arm to the Predator. The Predator feels pretty bad about taking off Betty's arm because he likes them and has a crush on them. Uh, but then there's this glorious panel of a scrunchy Predator with his wrist blades out completely eviscerating Archie's head. Archie is dead dead. There yeah, is no like, machine. Pops, <laughs> pops, pop tape, head explosion, but with the uh, the Predator retractable claws just into Archie's skull and then his head just blows up. Yep, exactly. And then he, the predator stops, looks at Betty, a, and has heart emoji eyes. <laughs> in, in that in that panel where he kills Archie, there's a rogue eyeball flying across the panel. Just oh, give you <laughs> of course. Uh, I have like, an important question now that you've described this. Who yep. the fuck do you think the target audience for this comic was? Well, wait till we finish it, and we can. Oh rip. yeah. You will be shocked at the ending. (laughs) Okay, so Betty and Veronica are full-on taking the Predator out. Veronica hits it with a mace. Betty stabs it with a Jaguar knife. The Jaguar knife goes poof. Yeah, it it disintegrates with, like, a weird, angry skull uh, thing. So we think it's, like, done. The curse is done. They're all dying. And you're like, okay. And then the thing's about to blow up, and they're, like, trying to make sure that, like, they both get out. Uh, Veronica thinks she's too weak. And she's going to pay it, pass out, but she tells Betty to go to the panic room. Uh, Betty goes, not without my friend. And then the predator does this thing where he grabs onto Betty's shoulder, looks her in the eye and goes, Betty, Betty, go. <laughs> Betty lives. And Betty is like, what the fuck? So Betty goes to the uh, the escape panic room. But not before we see a splash page of the giant explosion, which just happens to take the shape of a heart. It goes, boom. And what? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, man. It's, it's weird. <laughs> but not, not, we're not done with the weirdness because this is when it gets ultimate levels of weird. Yes. Okay. What the fuck is going on? Do you want to take this last part? Jason, is this what it's like for you every week when we describe the TV show? <laughs> okay. I think I'll do this. I'll do this. Okay, we got this. Okay, so. Got yeah, we got this. We got this. So. They end up at the bunker. They're in the <laughs> bunker. And uh, we find out that Dilton also created nanotechnology. That the dad healing machine, so our healing machine's there. But Dilton, uh, I think it's a. Oh, I guess not Dilton. I think I just gave Dilton more credit. No, oh, yeah, Dilton, Mr. Lodges. The, so the the yeah. machine was in the panic room the whole time, 
and Veronica, the explosion was Veronica had set the self-destruct on the mansion because apparently oh. the mansion itself had a self-destruct okay. that would destroy everything except for the panic room. So <laughs> because they were in the panic room, they survived. And yes, Mr. Lodge, because this is like the upgraded version of like the Elysium slash Prometheus healing machine, um, it, uh, it seemingly is able to regenerate missing limbs so you know you got kurt connor's bang on the door outside wanting to get in there next but uh (laughs) you see that they it's weird though betty clearly had her her wrist chopped off and in that last page they are very clear not to show whether or not she regrew that wrist yeah shot of betty that wrist is missing so it's sort of assumed like oh did she regrow it it's clear that she yeah she healed veronica who had a chest wound and she's healed herself, and then I'll let you finish this off, Andrew. You, you, you're looking at the page right now. I want you to describe this. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready for this? You're uh, not ready wait, for this. Nobody's you're not ready, ready for this. this. But Thor, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen with this? What What is the last panel? <laughs> Unfortunately, you, you told me about this back when uh, okay. we first okay. started describing the uh, the okay. Archie nonsense way That's way fine. back in issue one of Archie fucks. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So what well, otherwise, to- I would never in a million years have guessed. <laughs> so what we see is like James Bond style. The Predator has been strapped to <laughs> medical equipment. The Predator has become the prey. The predator has become the prey, but the predator has also become Archie Andrews. <laughs> what the fuck? So they are using uh, the uh, plastic surgery and the technology of the uh, ship, not the ship, the medical equipment, to turn the predator into Archie because they know the predator is loyal. Let's listen to the words that Betty says here. I mean, we'll have to teach him to chill out around the cutlery, but he is devoted to us. After all, he dragged himself in here with us. And the last panel is the Predator sweating, and half of the Predator's face is Archie smiling. The other half is a Predator, like, nervously sweating, going like, how did I get myself into this shenanigans? What I, what I really appreciate about this panel is the manic, insane face that Betty has throughout. Like she inhaled the Joker's gas from the 1989 Batman film. Smiling. Like she's got a giant fucking grin on. Like she is just down to fuck this Predator's world up. It is oh God. bananas. And to fuck the Predator. I, when I first read this like issue, I lost my mind at this end. <laughs> Because I it just, believe this. It, uh, I could not believe what happened. Alex, how, what was your reaction when you first saw this? Uh, I, I had heard of the other Archie crossovers leading up to this one. You had the, the Punisher one back in the nineties, which like, okay, that was weird, but it was Marvel trying something and Archie trying something. You ended up in the, just before this one came out when they did sort of the Archie, creative resurgence where they were basically trying anything they did archie meets kiss they did uh archie meets glee which actually involves like alternate universes and stuff to explain how they could cross over uh they did a lot of other weird 
crossovers that I just thought like, oh, okay, like that's strange. But when I heard about the Predator one, I thought like, okay, they've done dark comics up until now. Is this going to be like weird and dark? And instead it was, no, we're doing this like classic Archie style. It just happens to have a Predator in it. So I love that that's what they did. I mean, the whole story is stupid and whatever, but... (laughs) As a lifetime Archie fan, I was sort of like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm glad they're at least doing something fun. Like, everybody just looks at Archie as, like, that weird stick-in-the-mud comic, unless you're like me and you know it's secretly a horny comic. But I'm glad that (laughs) other than being, like, wholesome or horny, it was like, yeah, no, we can be, like, both and then also include the Predator, because why not? Yeah, it's, um, it's easily... I gotta be one of the like weirdest, most fucked up stories I've ever got like experienced in life because I want there to be a sequel to this. I think it would be amazing if they did a sequel to this and it's just some other crossovers or it's just like a normal Archie series. But you as the reader always know that Archie is the predator and like in the back of your head, like I would love if they spun off, like if Mark Wade's, if they revealed somehow that Mark Wade's like new Archie run is actually somehow a sequel to the Archie vs. Predator uh, series where they like got Rick and Morty into another universe or something. And, um, and Archie has, has been the predator the whole time. You know, I think that would explain the TV show Riverdale. I think Riverdale as a show would be make more sense if that Archie was the Predator. Oh my I think god. So. I, I think um I honestly have come to believe that this is a master work of pure genius. And I'm not <laughs> no. saying that ironically. I well I want you to remember that Alex DeCampi is a woman, right? And what she's Wait, really what? saying is, Wait, yeah. What? Oh yep. Oh, the I thought this was a man. Woman. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, what I think she's saying is that Archie was a predator all along, just of a different <laughs> sort. And if you really look at um, how, like, this thing is all played out, like, it feels like she's kind of in on the joke. Like, this is over the top, but that's what Archie is. Like, I think that's what – granted, I'm the person that knows the least about Archie, probably on the face of the planet. But <laughs> um, it feels like she's kind of trying to, like, poke at – all, all the Betty and Veronica stuff and all the, like, um, even as Elle said, it, it's simplified up, like, her, him bouncing between Betty and Veronica on a dime. Like, I feel like it's almost, um, poking fun at these characters in his history. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe no. I'm reading too much into it. I know. I think you're definitely right. Like, I think it's definitely supposed to be a very self-aware, jokey, uh, comic. It just, like, I don't enjoy reading it because, like, I really don't enjoy the pervy stuff as, like, an adult man. I'm just like, I don't really want to read this. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't appeal for me any longer because I was just like, this is, te- like, this is kind of gross. And, like, every scene, it happens and you're just like, skip to the next panel, please. Oh, God. Like, I can't. And it's so <laughs> gratuitous. It's so gratuitous that it's like, Again, that's part of the joke, right? Like, I think it is very self-aware and is very much commenting on the hor- secret horniness of Archie comics. Right. Uh, it was just sort of learning today because they did do it in the Archie house style. They call it like traditional Archie house style. 
it was almost just a more amped up version where Archie, yes, was bouncing quicker between the girls, but also the horniness that you may not have noticed in the background of some of the pages now took the forefront where they were like, no, no, like this is Archie up to 11, which literally happens in the comic. Like she even makes right. a comment about Archie going all the way up right. to 11. So <laughs> I think it is a comment on like, let's push everything that's good and bad about Archie to the limit. And I do like right. that read on the end where because the predator becomes Archie, I do like that read that like, no, Archie always was the predator and the predator yeah. always, you know, I do like that read. So, so you think a lot of the stuff it, that like, when it was described to me sounded stupid was intentionally satirical. Oh, oh yes. definitely, hundred percent. What, what is like the uh, like you mentioned? There's like a foreword uh, in the graphic novel, like that you have that you have that like master collection, Alex. Yes, uh, so, they mentioned that the whole idea came from they were at a uh, like a retreat just doing like story pitches and going around and eventually it just they had done you know oh we've done meets kiss we've done meets glee like you know we did punisher before what if we did something crazy and i think the reason they made punisher or the they made predator work is because dark horse was publishing archie archive hardcover books where archie themselves weren't like they don't really have a hardcover division or anything um, or any publication. Since you don't sell hardcover like books in the line at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, uh, Dark Horse <laughs> was publishing Archie Archive books. So Archie already had a, a standing agreement with Dark Horse. So it was a matter of just making a couple calls. And apparently when they called Fox, Fox was like, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> why not? Well, yeah, I wonder, this will probably, something like that will probably never happen again now that Disney owns Fox. I'd be interested to see, like, uh, I know, like, some of, like, the more major and, like, even the more minor uh, affect, uh, things that will be affected by the merger is a lot of, like, indie theaters are talking about how they're worried they might not be able to play Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, every so often just because, like, Disney is so fickle with the rights. Like, apparently... Apparently, Disney does not give up the rights to, like, any of the classic movies because they have the idea of the uh, Disney vault. So they're, like, withholding a lot of these uh, films from theaters to show. It hasn't affected anything with Fox yet, but, like, they're worried for the future. So I don't know how many more crazy Fox-related uh, crossovers we'll get. I can't yeah. wait till Archie tries to fuck Wally. That's gonna be a great crossover. <laughs> okay, um, okay, you know you made that joke, but let's go. Let's go around the horn. What is your dream crossover with Archie, Jason? You go first. Dream crossover with Archie. <laughs> oh man. Um. <clears throat> Archie, man, this is tough. There's so many good options. I want to see Archie versus Pinhead. Honestly, I'd love to see Archie get the puzzle box and open the gate to hell no, it's into be Riverdale. Jughead opens and the, the Cenobite. Because, oh. like, you could turn each of those characters into Cenobites. Right. Oh, Jughead God. opens it, and, you know, each character becomes a Cenobite one after another. I, like I think it. that'd be great. I'd love to see that. That's kind of amazing. I mean... Uh, 
you know, Hellraiser comics get pretty messed up. So, you know, it's fair game. Something could happen. Uh, four, how about you? Do you have and there's a, a lot of, um, oh, there's a lot of sin to explore. That could explore. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Burgers that's the true. taste of both pleasure and pain. <laughs> this burger, this burger is full of pins. <laughs> so I want Archie from the traditional comics to meet KJ Appa Archie from the TV show. <laughs> That would be amazing. Like 50 style. Oh, gee golly. What do you do? Where is your shirt? Yeah, so I, he's just like, yeah, I walked out of the SATs and I fucking drink a bottle of bourbon a day and I'm trying to become a fucking boxer now. Uh, I once fought a bear. I once fought a bear, but no one had the budget to show it. (laughs) I think I left my dog in the woods. I haven't seen him in weeks. I've been implicit in many murders, and I'm also kind of a mafioso alt-right dude. <laughs> this is a great idea. There you go. The sins of the whole the whole comic is just it would be the easiest thing to draw. It would just be the two of them sitting across from each other at pops for the whole comic, just twenty-seven <laughs> pages, and Archie just getting like this this ashen look on his face as Appa describes his life. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Alex, do you have any? Um, you know, leaning into the, the horniness of the show, I want to say uh, the comic Sex Criminals. I want to see uh, Archie and the gang get involved with the uh, weird sex superheroes or whatever you'd call them of uh, of sex criminals and just get involved in all that fucking insane stuff i think it would be weird like you know what let's not dance around it let's just lean fully into it <laughs> okay nice nice i like it i like it it's, uh, it goes along with the theme of what you're bringing to the show so far so. <laughs> i haven't heard of this comic before can i can i propose uh, one more idea okay yes i i have a great um how about archie Archie versus the girl from Teeth, and just each <laughs> fucking uh, mem- male member gets their penis bitten off one by one. Archie meets Teeth. I'm down. I would be down. That seems like some Riverdale shit. Like, I would not be surprised if the girl from Teeth just shows up on Riverdale to no fanfare. They think she's been there the whole time. She plays the lead in what... I don't know, uh, Valley Girl the Musical, whatever their next gonna come Like, she's full Nick Cage, like, trying to be like, is this movie in 3D? No, but your face is. Classic film. Just at me. So, I would not be surprised if that just happens. Um, I... I have this dream crossover for the TV show Riverdale. I want an entire season where Freddy Krueger just shows up. We know that Robert England will do TV. We know that that show, like, loves Nightmare on Elm Street. It references it all the time in the dumbest ways. Yeah. Uh, My favorite of which being that scene where uh, Archie has a bat and Jughead shows up and is like, Whoa, what are you, one of the dream warriors? And you're like, (laughs) Jughead would not like nobody when you're what are you one of the X-Men is that why you shooting lace 
God! <laughs> <laughs> sake, you would not. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole. But I want to incorporate that uh, amazing Peter Jackson Nightmare on Elm Street script that never got made for Freddy's Dead, and have an entire season where uh, Archie is in a coma. So, like, Freddy is just messing with him the entire season. And, like, it's his friends that have to, like, get him out. And they slowly get drawn in. They all become the Dream Warriors. Cheryl comes with, like, some badass, like, super archery stuff. And, like, beats the shit out of Freddy. It's great. You bring back Heather Langenkamp. She's just there. She doesn't do anything. She's not even in the Dream. She's just there. She just hangs out. She's like their teeth. (laughs) And we bring back Patricia Arquette, but it's her character from that new ridiculous looking Hulu Munchausen by proxy show that she's on. (laughs) Wait, Freddy Krueger by proxy? We find out that it's all, Freddy Krueger has always been Munchausen by proxy, and that's the entire series unravel. But yeah, that would be, that would be my ideal random crossover. That sounds amazing. I want that so bad. We have have kind of gone off the rails, but you know what? We covered a comic book that was the epitome of going off the rails. Uh, Alex, since you joined us, where can people find your work? Where can people follow you on the interwebs? Um... I'm I'm not that active on on Twitter, but I have the same handle on Instagram, where you'll see me post pictures of my weird video games and collectibles, and sometimes even Archie comics. I'm at AJ Patterson, P A T T E S O N, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Uh, I I haven't updated any of my blogs or sites in a while. I used to write a, a garage sale finds blog and stuff like that. I, I used to write reviews for Christmas. Uh, specials because i collect those but you know once i uh once i'm back into it i'll uh i'll let everyone know sounds good sounds good i'll definitely link to some of those because uh they're really they're worth going back and uh and exploring because uh you have uh some pretty great writing out there so people should thank you definitely check that out thor where can people find you hourofthunder.podomatic.com Wow, that was like your Saturday morning DJ voice. (laughs) We're too cheap to buy a real domain name. (laughs) That's okay, that's okay. And uh, Jason looks like he dropped out, but you can always find Jason at bloodygoodhorror.com and hosting the amazing podcast, Behold an Electric Terror. And some Uh, say if you look outside your... Oh, Oh. Jason, you're still here? I'm still here. Oh, Uh, yeah. That's fine, you covered it though. Yeah, yeah, you can find Jason. Uh, you can pretty much find me in the same place. Um, yeah, so uh, thank and, you. And for some say if you go outside your house right now, Andrew will be rummaging through your bins. Uh, <laughs> only uh, if you don't allow me to talk Riverdale to you. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, I have this uh, syndrome where I get more and more insane the less time I talk about Riverdale. So... Uh, <laughs> Catch us back here next week so you can help me stave off the insanity that the show creates. And until next time, remember, Archie fucks. Whoever did this took out four men armed with machine guns by hand. You don't know what you're dealing with. Other world life forms drawn by heat and conflict. He's on safari. Lions. Tigers. 
the bears. Oh my. Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Ruben Blades, Maria Conchita Alonso, Bill Paxton. Predator 2. He's in town with a few days to kill this Thanksgiving. Hello, you just listened to uh, us with our great guest, Alex Pattison, talking about Archie vs. the Predator, a comic book series. Uh, I'm joined here with Thor. Hello, I am Thor. He is indeed. And uh, yeah, so this episode was actually recorded before all the other episodes and was recorded originally under a different name. Uh, so if we do refer to the podcast as Archie Fucks, that was what we were originally going to go with. Unfortunately for our SEO, it just wouldn't work out well. I mean, we it's get... what it still is in our hearts. It, it is. It's still Archie Fucks in our hearts. And that's why we always like to say the podcast formerly known as Archie Fucks every time we open an episode. So you're hearing this third, but this was actually recorded second. So I guess fourth now because we broke up the uh summary episodes into two parts that is true that is true look more and more episodes just flying at your faces you're never gonna survive it's archie <laughs> um but yeah so just uh thank you for joining us and uh i'm gonna give you the brief little outro now i just wanted to preface this with just saying the reason why the podcast kind of started up out abruptly is because we had to delete our kind of an intro discussion. Uh, in that intro discussion, we did talk a little bit about Luke Perry. That will be a future episode. We are going to do a Luke Perry tribute episode uh, as he did pass away recently. And he was a great addition to the show. And that's no sarcasm. He honestly was one of the best parts of the show. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Thor? Oh, yeah. No, that's the thing about Luke Perry is I feel like he's never had great material to work with, but he's always been an actor that was really underappreciated for his quality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So until next time, this has been a Mimosas and Milkshakes podcast. Email us at mimosasandmilkshakes at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at M&M Podcast. Yes, that's the real name. It wasn't taken. And until next time, trash fire gone burn.